Welcome to the Content Journeys podcast, a monthly discussion about the world of content in business. I'm your host, Alan Porter. From practical use cases to the latest innovations, we'll take a look at where we are today and where we're going tomorrow. In short, the journeys we take with our content. Each month, we chat to an invited guest from the world of content, practitioners, analysts, industry thought leaders, creative and operational folks to give a wider perspective as possible on how content impacts the business at every stage of the digital supply chain from idea to customer experience. This month, we were joined by Frederic Sanoy, founder and CEO of Activo Consulting. I asked Fred, as he just informed me he'd like to be called, to join us on the Content Journeys podcast to discuss how the enterprise dam can play a central role in the content supply chain. So before we dive in, and maybe Fred, you can give us a little background on yourself why Enterprise Dam is something that's important to you. Yeah, for sure. So thanks, Alan. So we had the pleasure last year to, uh, to share some content alongside uh, something I'm calling the customer journey. So it's always a pleasure to share best practice, knowledge, etc., which is finally the foundation of any project today. Uh, yeah, for sure, Dam Enterprise. So as I'm saying, so maybe first of all, I'll just give you some uh, a quick recap of what I'm doing. So I, I just spent some years 15 years on agency side, customer, then moving to some, helping some vendors and, and then back to my own business. And finally, what we are doing today by Activo is really to be able to help customer to find a way to how I can start. And especially when you want to start alongside this damn enterprise, it's a little bit more complex than uh, I would say 15 years ago. I remember at the beginning in the early 2000, you don't have so many damn solutions in the market. It was something like called Full price. Uh, I, I remember I was working on large files, etc. But of course, nobody was really working on the UI itself. So, and now today you have tons of solutions. But by the way, it's very important for any customer to understand that DAM is really a foundation of the way to manage your content inside the organization. And maybe it's something we can talk a little bit later. But every system has its capability to provide to be efficient, and DAM is first of all the engine for your assets and metadata. And it's so important to think about first about the DAM. And DAM Enterprise, I will say, today in the industry, a couple of people are talking about DAM 3.0, DAM, I don't know, etc. I think it's it's good to talk not too much about this type of things. It's more important to be aware about how we can start with a DAM. And this is finally really what we are doing every day because most of the time people, they are a little bit lost. And as I said, it's not because you can see here thumbnails in a window that it's a dam so it, it's it's much more than that uh, as you know and so dam enterprise today is for me it's a, a way to manage your assets the also the ability to easily share the content between your stakeholders because more and more as you as you see and especially since in the last year due to the pandemic you have stakeholders across the world you have to share the content to wait waiting for the approval of, of this content and you cannot use the email to send a at PSD files and waiting for the answer. So the best way, of course, to be to be capable from the system to do what I'm calling a BPM, business process mapping, which means that you can set up some milestone in order to approve a content with different roles, etc. So this is an idea of a DAM enterprise. And for sure, a DAM enterprise, which is also very important, is also to be part of your ecosystem. Okay, so which means if you want to start managing campaigns, etc., the DNA of them is really starting from the creation of the assets to the distribution. And the distribution is it's so important. 
I just take the example of your one study, which was very good. I think you published at the end of last year about retailers and brands and what matters and what is very important. Today, if you want to buy something on Amazon, it's because of a, of a picture to engage the customer and how this picture is managed inside the dam. But it's a long process because you have some advanced connections, what's something we are calling web services, etc. So this is really what I think the replace of the dam enterprise today alongside the customer journey. Great. Thank you. So we have a couple of standard questions to kick off, but one of them actually goes back to a word that you just used a lot as you were talking. You were talking a lot about content. Yeah. So what do you think about when you hear the term content used in a business environment? What does the word content mean to you? For sure, the question is good because sometimes when we are maybe too focused on business, etc., we are forgetting finally the way with their how to manage our images and videos, etc. So content today is much more than images and video. It's all about finally, uh, and I see that with some uh, retailers, it's all about also the data, the metadata that you have on your side. And so content, I think it's a complex thing today because this is just a representation of how you can push and share your product as, for example, on a web platform, on an e-commerce platform. And one of the challenges today is really how I can find a way to define the content, how I can represent the content and how I can aggregate the information of this content. Okay, so of course, yes, the content, I will say, but it's uh, something we are saying every time is uh, content is king. It's something that I would say, it's just like DAM, PIM, et cetera. We don't have to speak too much about these, these type of uh, acronyms, et cetera. But for sure, one of the challenges definitely we have to face today is just 15 years ago, when I started doing some photographies on digital, it was a low definition. And today, uh, just with your uh, smartphone, you can provide some very large content. Just to give you an idea, uh, one minute video in 2000, it was a few meg. 10 years ago in HD, it was 1025. And now in 4K, it's 150. And tomorrow in 8K, it will be four times bigger. So that's just one for this content. And you have a lot of them and more and more. As for example, I'm working today with a, one retailer to do some 360. As for example, for the 360 using the new format, which is the Universal Description Z launched by April and, and Google two years ago, we are just a file that can be our, our nearly one gigs. So that's a real challenge at that stage for managing this content. Sounds like the content is just getting exponentially larger as we, as consumers, are really demanding higher quality and greater information within the content. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I also like to add also the analytics because sometimes when we we have to make a decision to push a content alongside your different touch points, web print, etc. It's a lot of the decision maker is not only because you want to push your campaign, it's also based on some analytics. You get feedback from your ARP, CM, CRM system, etc. So it's a lot of complexity. And uh, as for example, one of the use cases which is very interesting today is, uh, and I like your keynote from Salesforce just in November, the CRM is more and more at the heart of your of a customer journey because this is where finally everything starts. And so we have more and more integration with DAM and Salesforce. It can be SAP also, uh, but Salesforce is more growing today. And when I see here the amount of information used for a campaign, to start the campaign, to make the decision to publish the campaign, you can understand the usage of content. It's not based on the image or the video, but it's more comp complex than that. 
And we have to find a way to aggregate all this information in one place. Cool. Great. You used the expression content is king a few seconds ago. It's a phrase that gets thrown around, but and you were just talking about how important content is to the overall customer journey. Yet a lot of companies still don't look at their content as a business asset. Why do you think that is? Yeah, for sure. It's something, it's part of your marketing things that we are used to or about content, et cetera. But by the way, it's, it's a good representation of the challenge today are because the content is more and more rich. And today, what I can see, and it's a surprise for me because I see so many vendors try to figure out to, as Steve Jobs was saying, try to fix the things in order to sell some technologies behind. But just last week, I saw that some luxury brands in France, they spent millions in their enterprise system. And at the end of the day, they are using a retransfer of Dropbox to send the content, which is completely crazy because we are talking, uh, as usual, a lot about security here. Uh, GDPR, etc., And at the end of the day of the workflow, because we're talking about the workflow, guys are using public things to share the content and you are outside of a system of the enterprise. So, and for sure, in the meantime, this usage of content asking, it's also, I think, a good representation uh, of the complexity of the content today. And uh, last week I had a talk with uh, the CEO of Sketchfab. Uh, maybe you know this company, it's, uh, they are providing 3D visualization on Facebook, et cetera, with uh, tons of designers using the system. And it's just for me today, uh, of course, their business is growing just like any digital company during the last year, but they are more and more facing the way to provide the best content, to aggregate all this content in one place. He was surprised that finally people, even when they have a damn enterprise, they, are such, they were asking them, can we store our 3D files on your system? He said, but we are just a viewer, so it makes more sense for you to integrate the viewer inside your system, just getting this file outside, just like the box thing. So as I said, every time, the success, and especially alongside the digital transformation, it's not all about the technology. It's all about also the processes. It's I would say sometimes it's 5% technology, 95% of the other people. And we are ready to find a way to organize the, the world enterprise in order to be able to get some organization to leverage what means content inside the organization, to find a way to get some governance inside the company in order to be efficient and to get some return on investment because we don't have to forget one thing. The content is king, but one other thing is king today, especially alongside the pandemies or the money people have to spend in their in the tools. Or, and you cannot get, as I can see sometimes, free dams, two PIM system. I don't know something like that. It doesn't make any sense. Right, you're sort of leading very nicely to my last next question there. We're talking about the PIM, and earlier on you were talking about the DAM being foundational to sort of the overall yeah. digital supply chain. Uh, you and I have talked in the past about connecting the DAM with the product information management, the PIM, the content management solutions, the CMSs. You mentioned CRMs earlier. What have you seen from uh, your clients that has really illustrated the importance of linking these systems across the enterprise? Can you maybe give us one or two practical examples of how that works? Yeah, yeah, for sure. As for example, today I'm also uh, the dam manager and product owner for Michelin Worldwide. So uh, it's a big retailer, 130,000 people, 500 websites, etc. And of course, when we started the mission two years ago, we have to start with the dam and the PIM. And of course, the dam is very important, as I said, because this is the foundation to manage your assets. But the PIM is also this middleware, this glue between your MDM system that can be your CRM, ERP, MIS, whatever, and the DAM. 
something I, I try to explain to the people because it's very important alongside this strategy to get also the big picture. And the big picture is not, okay, in order to be successful, I try to save as much as I can because I don't want to spend too much money just in one system. And I'm sure that one system can do everything. I say, stop, guys, because I'm agnostic. So I'm paid by any other vendors, so I can say whatever I want. But I don't know any PIM system in this industry that works super well as a dam. And it's not because you have some finance in a window that, yes, it is a dam. So I saw some PIM vendors. First of all, they are not equal all of them because when you are managing a PIM, you have different types of business. You have some large retailers who have to manage millions of references and some of are just a few thousand. So it's not the same. So it's again about the engine to be capable to manage this large amount of content. But in the meantime, the PIM is just, just a crazy way to manage very large assets. Have you ever tried to manage a large T file inside a PIM and whatever the solution? So Reason why I say to the people, if you think that you will save a money just to get one system to do everything, it's not the right way. You need to get a dam and you need to get a PIM. And today in 2021, we are enough smart and the technology is there to help us to connect both systems. Okay. It makes more sense than anything else. And in the meantime, a PIM is very important. It's all about the product. So the database is really driven by the product. And the product is what? Is there, uh, you have a picture, you have some relative assets, you have translations. It's a representation of what we are calling the data model. And as for example, we've mentioned it's 600 fields with some of the retailers I'm working with. It's more than uh, 1,000. Do you think one second that your damn system makes sense to get 1,000 custom fields in your dam system. You want to lose your guy and say, I don't want to use any more of the dam. Okay, so one thing for a PIM, involve a dam. If you are smart enough, you can just make a quick selection of, as for example, the global idea, EN code, product name, etc. in order for the people to retrieve the asset. And one thing we have with a dam is also the user experience. People, they want to work with a system, but please, I say sometimes to some vendors, we are in 2021, okay? We are not in a 2000, so which means we need to provide a great user experience as Facebook can do, as any other, other social sprinkler, et cetera, can do. And when I see sometimes damn system looks like super ugly and I will not talk about some PIM system, my gosh, if I'm a customer, hey guys, it's not for me, bye-bye, okay? And I'd rather to work with my spreadsheet. So reason why damn and PIM is so important DAM has one goal to manage large volume assets, the PIM to aggregate the information regarding the metadata, and then maybe your life can be a dream or something like that. Very passionate. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, because sometimes I'm so upset sometimes when I see some people or even trying some vendors say, okay, we have a truth and we have a leader to do everything. Hey, please stop. <laughs> I like your honesty. So I want to take a, a slightly different tack. I noticed one of the uh, services that you offer through Activo is something called design thinking. And yeah. that intrigued me, that title intrigued me. Can you sort of explain a bit more what that is and how it applies to digital assets? Yeah, for sure. Something we are calling design thinking is also something we are calling design services. By the way, if you start from the beginning, from the business requirements of the people, one thing we are Sometimes they can be very scared about say, how can I start, what I have to do. I've got a lot of pain points. I've got a lot of bottlenecks in our system. 
as I said, it's not because you have the right technology that you can fix all the problem. Okay. So if you want to make your company great again, you you just have to start with the beginning. And the beginning is to listen to the people. And so this is something we are doing every time starting a project. And especially during the pandemic, we are using some amazing tools just like Klaxoon, et cetera. So you have an amazing way to interact with the people. We have some virtual rooms. Uh, we can start some workshop. We have just like a view as with post-its everywhere, different colors, different groups. And everybody say, okay, now this is your time, guys, to say what doesn't work today in the company. Okay, so just say it now or shut up forever. Okay, and it's very important to start with. And so you can see that people at one stage say, okay, okay, I have to say that today when I have to share an asset, I'd like to use SharePoint, but when I'm searching for an asset in SharePoint, it doesn't work, it's super slow, etc. Or finally, I have to use my Gmail account because I've got some drives, etc. So this is one way during this type of workshop, we can get a lot of very great information from the people. And so starting from that, with different types of workshops, we are also working to bring them some reports. We can really start some nice and smart discovery before talking about anything about the technology. And most of the time, as for example, and especially for the dime space, after getting these business requirements and so list of pains, etc. So of course we are trying not to start before Christmas because people want to get everything. But <laughs> in the in the meantime, it's really a good time to, to really spend the time. As for example, then starting from this bottleneck to start with the vocabularies, the taxonomies, etc., to organize the content, as we said at the, at the short beginning, okay? And then we can start using the dam. And most of the time today, we are starting the, with a dam system just it's two months, three months later. And that's something also that most of vendors are not sure they are super capable for that because they want to sell something. They are displaying a PowerPoint. They say, hey, you're... The way you have to do the things, it's, it's just like this. Well, yes, we have the experience. I can tell you it works. Uh, my gosh, it's, uh, it's not in two hours, etc. That You can do everything, okay? So that's the reason, finally, by the way, we are very close to any type of vendors. We like everybody. You saw at the end of the day, we are in a, in a super nice world where we have no frustration with uh, every system has some key values, some benefits. And our goal is really because every customer has its own story to tell. And so you've got some place for, I would say, for most of the vendors, okay? Sometimes we are working with large agencies. We have to manage a large volume of files. So we need a strong system with some drive capabilities in order to get some synchronization. For some of us, we just need a damn more marketing thing. So with some different features. By the way, we're always finding a way. And thanks to this design services workshop, it's always a nice way really to start and to be successful for the damn project. I know when you and I first met, one of the things we talked about was your love of photography. So I, I know photography is something that's of particular interest to you. How do you see the role of photography in today's rich media interactive world? I mean, you were talking earlier about video and 360 spins and things. Where do you see the role of photography in that as, we, yeah. as people want more and more engagement with their content? Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, as you said, this is uh, really my, my DNA. At, uh, as soon as I got a few minutes, I just back with my Nikon D5, D850, etc. And just, just to capture our, our world. So it's, uh, and as soon as you are able to learn and to understand how an image is built, in fact, it's, it brings much more than anything else because it's all about the retouching. It's all about the creative teams, etc. So it's, uh, I think it's one benefit we have 
uh, by Activo today to learn how we can build a, a picture, retouch a picture, or do or some pagination in design, etc. So something I can see, you know, when I started, I started with the first digital DCLI, which was from Canon in 1998, the D2000 with 2 million pixels. Just imagine, 2 million pixels. Uh, it costs a fortune. And now I've got my iPhone 12 Pro Max with a LiDAR system, free optics, run trillion of operations per second, etc. I just said, my gosh, it's just crazy. And one other thing I can tell you, because I did some shoot last week for a brand luxury retailer for bags, etc. Of course, I will not give you the name, but from France, you can imagine what, what I'm talking about, and especially for healthy women. And so I was just playing with the iPhone and just doing a lot of pictures around the bag, you know? And each picture now, we've, uh, we have some deep fusion technology. So it's a 12 million megapixel sensor, but at the end of the day, it's 48. The HDR capabilities is just crazy. So it can be from shadow to top lights. You can get a lot of details. And thanks to the LiDAR sensor that you have now on the latest iPhone, you can get a representation finally of the object is done. And just in about five minutes, I was able to get a super high definition, universal descriptions and 3D files. Something just imagined us even a few years ago, not something really uh, possible. For video files, it's really the same. And to be honest, sometime I'm, uh, I will be direct uh, as usual, but when I see what my Nikon can do and what the iPhone can do, uh, it's just a disaster for Nikon, to be honest, because in the meantime, today, and I think this is a beauty of people like Apple, because what they did is they are able to manage an ecosystem between the ability to get uh, the top software with the top hardware. And as, for example, my Nikon has maybe a good hardware, but the software is just nowhere. It's just like my Garmin watch that you have to restart 15 times to get the update. Today, we have finally, we have this approach where you don't have, we are talking always about competition, but by the way, you don't have so many people who understood how people are working, and especially for photographers to bring the most benefits as we can, because you have to think about one thing. 20 years ago, you can be a photographer and get a super nice life in Paris. Today, it's nothing. It's nothing, because when you a cover on Paris Match, as for example, in 2000, the price for a photographer was 3,000 euros. Now today it's 300, okay? So just imagine how it has changed. So I'm not surprised today, as for example, I've got some a team of photographers for Festival of Cannes who are using still some DCLR, but we are use, using also the iPhone and it's super sharp, it works super well because you have to send the picture before the event is now. So how you can manage that with this type of technology from Nikon, Canon, where you have to be an engineer to connect everything Cross the fingers that something had been sent to your laptop. Oh my gosh, Windows is crashing. What I can do? Okay, so at the end of the day, you are using your iPhone and everybody's surprised. Hey, why are you using your iPhone? I don't care. It's not about the fact that I'm a fan of Apple, etc. It just works. Okay, it just works. So, so the evolution of photography is a, a huge step. And thanks to Apple and some Samsung guys because they did some great job for, for photographers today. Cool. Thank you. You're making me think about upgrading to a 12 now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right as a final thought what would you consider the one area that our listeners should focus on right now to drive more value from the content that they have in their organization i will say uh, i've got a couple of thoughts in mind so uh, i think as usual the right story 
It's something you just like something I was explaining about Apple Store. We have to find a way finally where people can find some organization inside the company to manage the content. And it's also something I try to advise with people to get some close relationship between customers and vendors. I think it's still important for all the vendors to be back to customers. And uh, I'm always with the same sentence from Steve Jobs in 1997 when he said, I made this mistake, this mistake than more than any people in this room. But something we have to do is to think about the customer experience. It's beyond, I would say, some just like content king, etc. It's a good representation today what we do not have every time. The other sentence also I like from, you will say that I'm a super fan from Apple, but from Jonathan Eves, he said one of the sentences is clarity in simplicity. Okay. And it's not so obvious to make something super easy to use that people can really investigate time in order to manage their content. Okay. So of course, the content, I will say, is always the king. But by the way, the priority is also is all about the governance today, which is not so clear. And especially on my side, in French people are, are very creative sometimes, too much maybe. And so governance is a missing subject, which is not really the case in the US where you have more education. So it's all about this organization, about this also. Uh, I'm still thinking about the best way to manage your content is also to get the right people. One of the sentences I like to also uh, I'm sharing with a customer is, you need to get the right guys with the top skills. Or if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Okay. So which means that at the end of the day, okay, I, I like everybody, but at one stage, uh, you can save a lot of money if you have the right people at the right place with the right job. Think about also about all the soft skills we have because our world is not all about the technology. And the good guidance finally at the end of the day is to get this good relationship between the customers, the vendors, and all of them have really work all together in order to, I will say, to be able to manage the right content, to distribute the content. But I'm optimistic, to be honest, because if I was back just 15 years ago, it was a little bit a nightmare sometimes. And now we have some good guys from customer side, from vendor side. So we just have to be happy and just then start your project now. Well, that's a nice call to arms to end the conversation on. Thank you. Thanks, Frederick. It's for your valuable insights, your passion, your honesty. Um, That's great to hear. It's been a pleasure having you join us on today's Content Journey podcast. Where can our listeners find you online if they'd like to learn more about you or what you do? For sure. Just more or less something as I do. So we have also our podcast channel on iTunes and Google, etc. I'm also trying to provide some French content because one of the things we are not super good in uh, outside of the food and some lovely city we have in France is to speak English. Or, um, uh, so I try to, to leverage everything in, in French also. But so, yes, we have our YouTube channel, we have podcasts, we have a broadcast on activoconsulting.com, a lot of things. And I just try to, to share with her an agnostic quest. Or as I said, we have place for everybody. I like all customers. I like all vendors. And so we are just trying to share some nice stories to our people. Great. And that was uh, at your website, activo.com? Yeah. Yeah, activoconsulting.com. We have some good SEO. So if you are searching for even some damn experts, we are not so far from the top. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. All right. Thanks, Frederic. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. All right. Bye. If you enjoyed this discussion and would like to learn more about industry-related content insights, please join us at the following virtual events. 
March 11th, Content Operations 2021, and March twice a week during the month at Money Live Summit. More details and links can be found on the Nuxio website at nuxio.com backslash events. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Content Journeys. Got a question or comment? You can find us on Twitter at Nuxio. Just use the hashtag Content Journeys. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share. And don't forget to subscribe to Content Journeys on your favorite podcast platform. And if you could leave a rating or review too, that would be great. If you would like to participate or if you know anyone that you'd like to see featured in this podcast, please leave us a comment. A special thanks again to Frederic Sanoy for joining us today. And thank you for taking the time to listen. I'm your host, Alan Porter. Stay well, stay safe, produce good content and enjoy your journey. Content Journeys features the copyright-free music of Island by Jericho and special thanks by Roa. Content Journeys is a Nuxio production in association with Albrick Training and Design, LLC. Copyright 2021.